Oh, it's you. <laughs> you don't have to treat me this way, you know. I'm giving you what you want, free and without price. All I ask is to receive what I need, and I shall head your way no longer. You may be supplying what we want, but you shall receive nothing until we have who we want. You shall bring him to us now. No, I won't do it. I can't. You don't know what will happen if I do. It was believed that you would want him captured as much as we desire it. Yes, of course, but I, I trust my judgment, not yours. You might cause him more harm than is his due. Obey our command, or suffer a needless death. <laughs> Look, if it's a specimen you need, then take what's in this black bag. It's got some of the best material in the universe. I can install it right now. Discard the bag. We will not yield in our decision. <sighs> Are you so determined to bring him along? I mean, he always scares me when he shows up. He'll make you rue the day you made me make the call. Send the signal, or face our blades. This is peculiar, quite peculiar. Tell me what you make of that, my dear boy. What am I supposed to make of it? I see nothing wrong. It's just a flashing light, Doctor. Of course it's a flashing light, young man. But it is also a very special sort of bulb. A detector. And one that is detecting certain signals. What kind of signals? Why, signals of distress, of course. Distress? But what's so peculiar about a call for help? Nothing. The peculiarity is if the light is flashing. The device only activates under certain conditions. Now, if I can only remember what they are. <sighs> We're in for another runaround, aren't we, Doctor? Oh, come now, Stephen. If adventure lies on the edge of our horizons, then why not reach out and catch it? Hmm? Maybe because every time we chase after adventure, it seems trouble's about to catch us. Oh, nonsense, nonsense. We are much too quick to catch. Unless you wish to cease running, of course. 
Well, someone has to keep up with you, Doctor. Even if your pace is hard to match sometimes. Yes, in spite of appearance, I'm still full of surprise surprises. Spry? Sometimes I think you'll make an old man of me, Doctor. Hopefully I shall help you to become a wise one first, Stephen. Yes, a wise man indeed. Even though it's a little late, welcome to the TARDIS, Dodo. Have a fab time while you're here. Yeah. My life might be fast and loony, but it's so much better than I could have ever hoped. Ooh, this is a pretty one, all golden red. Let's take a look. Now... Where's the title? Ah, here it is. The 100-Year Diary. Now that's a real laugh. Who keeps a diary for 100 years? I couldn't be bothered to drive for 100 days. Still, if it is a diary, should I even read it? Oh, well, a little peek won't hurt. After all, who else is here to read it? Let's see what the first page says. My grandfather is the doctor. He calls me Susan. Susan. That was the name of the girl the doctor said I looked like when I first found the TARDIS. He meant his granddaughter. And this was her diary. <laughs> <laughs> this can be my little secret, that I found something of Susan. It's something special I can explore. Whoever you are, Susan, one day I promise I'm going to get to know you. But not quite yet. Right now, I need to choose my clothes for the day. It's different again, just like I imagined. This wardrobe is a wonder. I can't wait to show the boys what I find. What do you think, Stephen? Do I look ready to break out of Kansas and follow the yellow brick road in style? <laughs> Kansas doesn't have any yellow brick roads in my time, Dodo. <laughs> Oh, well, the doctor can be my wizard any day. Let's see what he thinks. Well, doctor, how do you like the clothes? This is terrible. Absolutely intolerable. Oi, I think they're fab. But if that's how you feel... What? Oh, no, no, my dear child, your attire is merely mildly eccentric. But this... this is unacceptable. What's making you so riled, doctor? The distress call, Stephen. I now know why the signal made the instrument brighten. The call was not merely being broadcast across space, but through time as well. Through time? Wait, could it be them? Them? Who do you mean, Stephen? I feel safe to assure you that we should be spared their horror. 
on this occasion. Horror? What could possibly scare you two? We can discuss it another time, my dear Dodo, for our present concerns. We must root out the source of this transmission and silence it at once. But if this is a call for help, then why treat it like a threat? Because, my dear child, once someone begins listening to the sounds of time, there are often grave consequences. Therefore, we must make sure whoever is seeking help has not done themselves more harm than good. TARDIS is not so uncontrollable after all, hmm? Maybe, if it has something to follow. Oh, sus, my boy. I make a consistent navigational progress. Now, let's see where we are. Dodo, my child, please be so kind as to open the scanner. Opening quick, Doctor. Oh, Stephen, just look. It's... it's beautiful. Yes, it is. It's one of the most breathtaking planets I've ever seen. Have you ever come across anything like it before, Doctor? I have beheld numerous worlds of every type and texture, my friends. But never have I seen a sphere quite as beauteous as this. No, not quite as impressive as this. This verdant world is quite young. Quite young. No more than three billion years, I should think. Three billion years? I'd say that's the wrong side of ancient, wouldn't you? Well, maybe for us, Dodo. But for a planet, might well be an infant. I bet life hasn't even started down there yet. You are quite correct, Stephen. Even the most basic primordial creatures won't evolve out of this world's oceans and soil for a few million years. No. This world is still untouched, unchanged, and original. Even so, much of the planet's future development depends upon its parent star. I wonder what kind of star is nearby. Ah, just as I predicted, a blue giant. Hmm, very rare. Very rare indeed. What's a blue giant? Is he the one who's sad he lost his beanstalk? Beanstalk? Oh, you explain the details, my dear boy. I have some uh, adjustments to the instruments I need to refine, and, uh, well, I can't keep up with their flexible remarks, as charming as they may be. You think I can do any better, Doctor? Well, Stephen, explain away, or should I be more charming? Oh, that's one way of putting it. Anyway, a blue giant star is a type of sun that's very large and bright. So bright, it appears blue to the naked eye. I thought you're not supposed to look directly into the sun. Well, of course you shouldn't. Look, the point is these stars are very uncommon because of their size and heat. And with the energy they're generating, they don't last long before they change form. What do they become? As with any stellar object, my child, they darken to yellow stars, like your world sun. And then eventually to red. And then, 
eventual collapse. You mean a black hole, Doctor? Oh, only under the most prescient of circumstances. Well, with a star like the one out there, I wonder what conditions are like on the planet right now. Ah, an apt question. For a star to appear so blue, it must be quite young. And quite hot. 30,000 degrees Celsius, I should think. Wow. I bet it's boiling the planet, then. Not necessarily, my dear. The star is also a notably greater distance from this planet than the one giving light and life to your precious Earth. So even with such a powerfully radiant star as this blue representative, that sheer distance should mean that the planet's surface temperature is roughly comparable to that of your home. Still, I'm sure I've seen this planet before, and I wonder if I'm neglecting something important about it. Something important? You mean something historical? When are we, anyway? Oh, long before your own time, my boy. And yours as well, my dear Dodo. How can you be so sure? Why the past, but not the present or the future? Oh, by the stars, my sweet child. I have plotted their course for so long, I remember where they've travelled. And where they yet must go. Besides, I recognize the lights of your time all too well. I once spent quite some time there. Home sweet home, then. I wonder if anyone's caught a glimpse of this place yet. I doubt it very much so. The telescopes of your era were historically impressive, but far too primitive to penetrate this deep into space. Earth's keenest observers won't discover this region of the cosmos until the earliest years of the 21st century. And even then, they won't understand a fraction of the wonders opening before their eyes. And do you know where we are, Doctor? Unfortunately not, my friend. The ship's locational circuits are malfunctioning, and I cannot possibly determine our physical coordinates without more direct analysis. It's strange, Doctor, but I thought the fault locator showed that that circuit is working normally. Hmm. Perhaps the fault locator itself is faulty. That would be the most amusing irony. Ah, but the TARDIS appears to have seen our next destination. You mean the source of the signal we've been tracking? Precisely, my boy. And the pulsations of that signal emanate from somewhere along the planet's equatorial axis. So? Are we going to land? <laughs> of course we are. To have travelled this far and not satisfied our curiosity would be most uneventful. Doctor? Doctor! Are you ill? I think he's fainted. Dodo, pull the chair close. Right, Stephen, I'm coming. No, take your Stephen. I appreciate your concern, but it's quite unnecessary. I must have uh, stumbled against the corner of the console. That's all. But I assure you, all is now perfectly well. Now, I must uh, fetch my cloak. I must keep the TARDIS close in case of crisis. Well, we've landed safely, and the environmental monitors confirm my theory. The planet is perfectly safe to explore. Now come along. What just happened to the Doctor? Oh, your guess is as good as mine, Dodo. I haven't seen the Doctor act that way before. 
He just seemed to collapse like he was about to faint or... or worse. I'm sure the doctor's fine. He's probably just tired after all the madness we've been through. It's enough to wind a young person and you know how people are at his age. That's just the thing. I don't even know how old the doctor really is. <laughs> Funny enough, nor do I. Somehow, if he told us, I don't think we'd believe him. Come along. We should see where he's gone. Good. It's always exciting to see what's outside. This metal, I'm sure I've seen the likes of it before. But where? You see, my friends, off in the distance, this cavern tapers to fine points at both ends. Now, you've both seen many alien crafts in your travels with me. Let's see what you make of this one, hmm? Well, I've been a pilot long enough to recognize a basic aircraft shape when I see one. This one has some odd construction choices. These girders, for instance. They're much too thick and probably too heavy for conventional aerial transit. Quite true, my boy, and very accurate. Surely this can be no regular dirigible. Well, it must be some sort of traveling craft, though. It's clearly designed for some kind of movement. Then maybe this is a submarine. I've seen a few films and programs on the wall, and this really looks like the inside of one of those. Yes, yes, I'm inclined to agree with both of you. What we have here is a large ship designed for flight, but at the same time is best suited for an underwater environment. Hmm. Perhaps birds and fish have learned to love one another? Birds and fishes? What do you mean? Oh, proverbs, my boy, proverbs! Don't they have such things in your century? Of course. It may be one of my own. Now, shall we continue our expedition? sure you're only imagining, Dodo. Many unfamiliar places are scary at first. They play tricks on the mind. But don't you think this place is cold and unkind? Well, I admit, 
it doesn't seem very welcoming. And whoever built the ship made it for battle, I'm sure of it. Battle? Oh yes, I think it's some sort of warship. And from my experience of soldiers, they usually don't like unexpected guests. That doesn't make me feel any better, Stephen. Sorry if it doesn't, Odo. I think the sooner we leave here, the better. Good idea, Doctor. Can't we just leave here? <laughs> Doctor? What is it? Are you alright? Uh, yes, I think... You hear it as well? What are we supposed to be hearing? <laughs> Some kind of scratching. No. Tapping. Something is tapping the wall behind us. You mean someone's trapped in the wall of the ship? Maybe, Stephen, but I rather prefer the notion that someone may be trapped behind this wall, perhaps. Oh, don't just stand there gazing your toe. There must be some kind of locking mechanism along this wall. Let me find it. But what will it look like? Probably like something that doesn't seem to belong. Look for anything unusual quickly now, hurry. Doctor, I think I found it. See if you can find a way to operate it, my dear boy. A turn, a pull, a push. Doctor, are you sure you heard something? Of course I am, child. I can still hear it now. Wait. What's this on the floor here? Where, Doctor? Oh, those are eyesight, Stephen. It's here, at our feet. Very curious. I believe this is the device that set the signal the TARDIS detected. But why leave it here? But I still don't hear anything, Doctor. How can't you? It's only given now. Dodo's right, Doctor. I'm not hearing anything at all. Have you both turned deaf? I certainly haven't. Only I can hear it. The signal was sent only to me. Out! Both of you! It's a trap! They are an amphibious warrior race from the planet Baroness. Or at least that's where I first encountered them. Some time ago, on that occasion, I thwarted them from conquering that planet. And they've since taken to the stars to build a new base to settle and restore their forces. I should have recognized this craft as one of their stellar submersibles. What do they want with us now? This is something we must know at once. You, sir, are you a board speaker? Or perhaps even, judging by the dome cranial appendage you demonstrate, you are an overlord? You give no answer, sir. Very well. I shall ask a less self-evident question. Why are you here? Have you come to this world 
to conquer and absorb its people, as you have insidiously done so before, on planets such as Malinus and Hydra and Ketteringer? Still, you dare be silent. I demand to know your intentions for me and my young friends, and I will have your response. Look, child, this won't be settled by brazen force. Bard, stop. There's no need for further violence. We shan't attack you again. Oh, Stephen, are you all right? I... I think so. Oh, my head feels so hollow. Be grateful that you still feel, underling. A few moments more, and your mind would have disintegrated beneath my assault. Do not attempt such aggression again. Ah, so you can speak, Bard. May we have the point of knowing whom addresses us? I am Pardok. Overlord of the Vord Wanderers. The Vord Wanderers? So you are the surviving refugees of your race's previous attempts of conquest. Your race bears the enduring consequences of your ancient defenses. The Vord race suffers the wounds of your interference in our destiny, old one. And you intend to avenge yourselves upon my person? Yes? Our intentions you shall soon learn, but first, you have a task to perform. Task? What better task? You are all summoned to attend our advisor. Advisor? Who is this person? His name is unimportant. He has summoned you. A moment. You say your advisor has summoned us. Is he the one who devised this audible snare to lure me to this craft? Not answering, Doctor. I think you're on to something. Yes. Your silence gives away far more than a complete confession, Pardoc. Your advisor must be the one who designed this device to make sounds only my ears can hear and set the signal that drew my attention to this world. I know that I am right, and I demand to know the truth of this advisor's identity. We'll see you now. Doctor, what should we do? There is only one thing to do, my child. Answer their summons. Very well, Pardoc. If you would perform such a macabre ceremony, we shall make our appearances. Take us to your advisor. feeling any better? I think so. Mm. I wonder what that Vord used to attack me. Telepathy, Stephen. The Vord are capable of verbal speech, but their preferred method of communication is through the mind. 
To that end, they have also developed potent mental offensives channeled through their forehead appendages. Hmm. One could say they had a practical design in mind. Yes, and that design almost destroyed my mind. Was it so horrible when Pardock attacked you? It might have been the worst mental assault I've ever experienced. It was like my thoughts were being pulverized, crushed into oblivion. No matter how hard I tried, I couldn't fight back. You've no reason to play the defeatist, my boy. There was nothing you could have done to resist the Bard's mental energies. But you were very brave to try. Nevertheless, I sincerely hope that you have no need to make such an attempt again. I'm not sure my bravery helped us much, Doctor. We're still prisoners of these void. True, Stephen, very true. But we are alive. And in transit, what I surmise, shall be a very worthwhile meeting with this advisor. For there, we shall gain the greatest advantages, one such as we can receive. What advantages do you mean, Doctor? Time, my dear child, time, information, and understanding. And it appears that this portion of our journey is at an end. More like a wasted journey, I should think. They've brought us to a dead end. Let's hope it's not a real one for us. Oh, have no fear, my dear. I have full faith that Pardock and his followers have yet to show us the way forward. This is our advisor's laboratory. Laboratory? So, your advisor considers himself a scientist, as well as a counsellor. Which sciences does he provide for your god, I wonder? He will provide us with more than science. Through him, we shall have our greatest opportunity. Opportunity? What sort of opportunity? Soon you shall know. Soon you shall see. Do not move until the portal opens completely. Yes, the portal. Does it keep outsiders from venturing inside? Or perhaps the resident within from exploring without? Yes, there is still much to discover. Come along, you two. Best not keep the advisor waiting. <laughs>